0: here's the new deal for our hobby flex show podcast. Yeah. So I've turned on super chat on YouTube. Oh, okay. So if you want to interrupt the show at any point, you can buy a question, <laughs> but if you want nice. to wait till the end, uh, just put them on here and we'll try to get to them all at the end. So there you go. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's the new, uh, okay. that's the new policy. This is Alex Sturgeon, as always, with the uh, Hobbytown Hobbyplex show podcast. And uh, with me, as usual, Will Brinton, the bearded one. Are you growing your beard back to the length that it was? I don't know. Okay.
1: This guy is. My wife told me a month ago I needed a haircut. Oh. And I haven't gotten one yet. So. Dude, I, I need a haircut.
0: <laughs> I saw a picture. I was perusing my Facebook pictures for some reason today, and I saw a picture of you with this just enormously long beard. It was crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah, it got pretty rugged there. I could have been selling paper towels, man. That thing is so long. Oh my God, <laughs> dude,
0: we got our first Super Chat. We got a dollar from Jason Haley. Super Chat. Okay, Jason, what you got, dude? This one's for Will. New servos, going to pick one up. Is the new low profile the way to go for stock two-wheel drive?
1: I would think so. It's uh, It's a high torque servo similar to the one we have now. Um, it's just a all aluminum, like heat sunk case. I think it's a little smaller, but, um, yeah, I'm going to get one. Even though I run mod, I'm going to run, one. uh, it's not like it's like for stock or for mod, but and it's a high torque servo. It's similar to the high torque one we've been running. And, uh, I heard that we might be releasing, uh, or might be coming out with a high speed version, but really for, for both two wheel and four wheel, we're all running the high torque. Yeah, servos. I
0: use I use a torque servo in my cars, all my cars. They're fast enough now anyways.
1: Yeah, they're like a high t- speed servo is like double the speed of what a high speed servo yeah. used to be. Big time. But so like for the torque, like, you know, you're not sawing on the wheel and need all that speed, you know, for what we're doing. And it's still fast. I mean, it's like 0. 0.6. If I remember right 0. 0.7. Um, and that's or like right, that's right where I feel like it's predictable, but what you want is that power, like, like you're going full throttle, like down the straightaway and turning. Well, that ha- has like a lot of tension on your front wheels and you want a servo that has torque to, to turn through that. And it's not like delayed because you, you also, you have a high speed servo. It's like working double the, or working double time trying to turn your car, Yep, you know? So it's definitely like from high-speed to low-speed steering, you're going to feel a lot uh, similar feeling with a higher torque servo than you would lower or higher speed.
0: So there you go. We got our first sponsored question in.
1: Yeah, it's 50 cents apiece.
0: I want that 50 cents. Speaking of sponsored, did you like that lead-in? Uh, this show is always brought to you, uh, of course, by Pivot Lending Group, and you can find them at pivotlending.com. And if you mention our show, uh, make sure you find Don Zoller. Or if you have to, uh, ask for Aiden Olson's dad. But that guy jet sets all over the place. So he's n- he's never in one place here uh, in, in in Blair, Nebraska. But uh, but if you can get a hold of him, you know, it'd be a funny thing to say, are you Aiden Olson's dad? Like, I just think that'd be funny. Yeah, it would be hilarious. Uh, but if you do mention mention our show, and if you get a home loan or a refinance, you can get $500 lender credit or .125 off of your closing rate, which is pretty awesome. So
1: yeah, if I was in the, uh, refinance lending market, I'd be going for that 1.25%. Yep.
0: It'll be a little while before Gretchen and I even look at a new home anymore. Emerson's got to graduate college first. So we got a couple of years yet.
1: What's he want to go to school for?
0: He wants to be a, actually he's, um, he's probably going to go learn how to, um, uh, weld. That's what he said. He wants to be a welder. Yeah.
1: Dude, he should totally do machine tool.
0: Yeah, the, the machine yeah, welding. You know, that's that's seems like that's what he wants to do. You know, that's what I do. Probably not. You should tell him. Yeah. I'll give him his phone. Yeah. I'll give him. I'll give him your phone number, and you you can text him. Okay. Yeah. No, that's what he said so far. I don't know. I mean, he's fourteen, so he's got a long ways to figure it out. I say long ways, well, but, but I mean, I'm forty. I'll be forty two in three weeks, and I don't know where forty two years went. It goes mm-hmm. by so fast. Six years is nothing. Yeah. So we'll see. I hope. I hope to God that he moves out though. At some point, like I don't want him to be one of those kids that stays in the basement. Yeah. Until he's like thirty, he's got to get out there mm-hmm. and do stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mom, meatloaf. Yeah, Mom, meatloaf. Where's my meatloaf?
1: Mom, bathroom, bathroom. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, poopkins. <laughs> That's a big boy. Oh, that was a great episode. Yeah, that was like the World of Warcraft one. Yeah, I missed the weekly South Park. <laughs> <laughs> also, use hot pockets. man yes, hon. More hot pockets, right away, hon. <laughs> so, before we get into either of our races, I did want to talk about this new uh, Losi truck real fast.
2: What's new?
0: Not too many new products coming out um, this week, but the big one that did drop was um, <laughs> John, Johnny's on here. I live upstairs with my parents. I'm 42 years old. I'm sorry, I'm not. I wasn't right making fun of you guys. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like I moved out of my house when I was 19. It was, it was time to go. I needed. I to bought the house I grew up in. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> my sister looked at our house. That we grew up in. Yeah. But I think they wanted too much yeah. money for it if I remember correctly. Anyways, the new Losi truck. So uh the new Losi truck, the monster truck. So it's not it's not TLR, it's Losi. So I think most of the ready-to-run stuff and like the uh basher stuff from Horizon Hobby that wants to use the Losi name is under Losi. And then the racer stuff is TLR. So yeah, this truck's really cool. When it first came out, they really didn't release too many pictures of it. It was, they only had three pictures, but the pictures I saw was a whole bunch, a new chat. It's completely new. It's not like at first I thought, oh, great, they're just going to redo the SMT10, but put it under the Losey name. And that's not what this is. This is uh, bigger, right? So it's bigger in length, it's bigger in width, and it has a cush drive. Do you remember that?
1: No. Is that like
0: hydro drive? Yeah, kind of. Almost like a like a slip differential in the center of it. Oh, okay. So they're going to release it as a roller or as a gravedigger or son of a digger monster truck. So they got the licensing fr- of gravedigger and son of a digger. It's got a hinge body on it, so it comes... Um, looks like it comes all the way back. And again, hmm. they're not giving you too many... Pictures on here. That's what I really wanted to see. But solid axle, and the chassis has all these different um, mounting points for all the, for the shocks, and completely new axles. I, they're nothing like I've ever seen before. Um, it's got a wheelie bar. It's got these new tires that I think are going to be Proline. I think they're called um, Devastators. Monster Jams. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but I think I'm pretty sure they're called Devastators is what they knew, the new because the the original ones were called Destroyers. The complete and
1: utter devastation.
0: Yeah. So this is what it says. Fully licensed twin vertical aluminum chassis. Spectrum smart electronics. Spectrum uh, waterproof metal geared servo. uh, Preset motor spacing. So that's one thing that that I saw uh, floating around Instagram was how they're basically playing it as so you don't have to um, worry about setting your gear mesh. It's got a preset gear mesh so it's good all the time. Right. Okay. And that's, that's one thing. Like, like a Jamaya car? Yeah. And like Armor cars too. The original Armor cars had that. So they had a preset yeah. 14, 15, 17, like 28 tooth uh, pinion gear set. Mm-hmm. So they didn't have to worry about gear mesh. Hmm. Multi piece axle housing, uh, center diff with cush drive, 1.8 scale adjustable diff. So the front rear have uh, oil filled differentials. Short course style wheel with replaceable center hub. With a scale monster truck tire adjustable servo center servo saver, and it's going to come with a DX3. How much is it? It is mapped at five ninety nine. So it's it's huh. two hundred dollars more than the axial, but it's also bigger. It, it's
1: like yeah, it's ready to go.
0: Yeah, it's it's also bigger though. I mean, I was sh- when I saw the size of the box in a in a couple of pictures, I was like, holy crap, that really is a whole lot bigger.
1: How much is the X Max?
0: X Max is the rate ninety nine. Okay. Yeah. Is it the size of an X Max? No, it's smaller than that. This is uh if you had to put it size-wise, like like side by side with something, think of it as like probably probably the length of a Creighton. Hmm. Okay. Maybe a little bit, but wheelbase wise, maybe a little bit shorter because it's more of a scale monster truck and not like an eight-scale truggy like a Creighton. Right. The one thing that I'm that I'm concerned with 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 the size difference from an smt 10 is does it meet what we've been doing with our monster truck racing
1: yeah that that was my next question right like is it a turnkey truck you could go race or is it just
0: i think so because it is larger than an smt 10 but some of the chassis and stuff that are out there that you see at at what Jason Rona has been doing uh, those events and stuff. If you put them side by side with an SMT 10, they are bigger. I mean, they are a little bit mm-hmm. longer, maybe not wider because the axles are basically the same, but, but it is a little bit longer. Yeah. So I don't know. I need to see one in person to yeah. really, to really go, okay, that's something that's going to be great at these monster truck uh, events. Hopefully it's not too large where it, it basically boxes itself out. Well, maybe it wasn't really meant for that,
1: you know? Well. Maybe it was just meant to be a cool monster truck. I,
0: yeah, I would say that, but, but if you look at the chassis, it looks like a chassis that you would buy aftermarket for your SMT10 with all the different mounting positions and everything. Oh. It's got sway bars.
1: Oh, really? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, I don't know. We'll see what it looks like. Yeah. It's 10 pounds. It's 22 inches long. And almost 16 inches wide.
1: Is it brushless or something like that? Do you want it well, to be
0: brushless? Maybe a brush motor. Yeah, or? it has to be brushless because it's using the smart, um, the smart electronics. With smart electronics. Well, that that's the spectrum line of of uh, speed controller and motor. It's all in one. Uh no, it's a speed controller and motor separate. It's not. That would be cool if it was all of those all in one thing. Remember well. when Orion
1: made those?
0: Yeah. Well and then the mini yeah. T the Mini T dynamite systems, uh the motor the speaking controllers and the motor. Oh yeah. Yeah. So but yeah, no, it's it looks it looks like it's definitely brushless. Again, the pictures that are on Fast Serve, which is which is Horizon's ordering site, don't really let you get any too many close up pictures of it. But again, they do make it as a roller too, which is gonna be really cool because then you can put your own stuff in there. So mm-hmm. that's cool. It's got a cage and everything. It's gonna be neat. That's that was kind of the big news that I thought came from from uh when we talked last last week. And then you said the servos, right? Those uh yeah. 3D servos. Yeah.
1: The 3D servos. Yep.
0: So that's pretty cool. We got a follow up question real fast. Uh Johnny S wanted to know which is a better ProTech, um, a 160 SS or a 160 T for two wheel. And I mean I so like we you know, when you were talking there, I said, Well, I, I always use a torque servo. I use that one sixty T in almost everything. That's mm-hmm. ten, that's tent scale. Truck, but uh, buggy, um, four wheel drive. Right. I have a one seventy B L in my mini truggy though. That thing's super cool. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. That thing's rad. So that's uh that was what's new and uh not a whole lot. We'll see what happens this week. It's kind of that weird zone where we're in November and you would think that all bunch of cool stuff would would want to get released or at least announced by Black Friday for the Christmas stuff. Right. But with COVID going on still, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to see a whole bunch of, of new stuff. I'm surprised we haven't seen anything crazy new from like, um, like Traxxas. I haven't really seen anything... That blows my mind from Traxxas. Other than their their pre built like transmission and diff parts, now did you see those? Did we talk about those last week? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we got them in at the store. They're gonna be. I'm gonna do a what's. I'm gonna be do a what's new video on Wednesday, and uh, I'll have them in there.
1: All right. So are they like a better transmission, or they're just nope. pre built? They're just pre. They're pro built. Mm-hmm. It would have been neat if they had if they had like better stuff in them somehow.
0: Yeah, most everybody just wants them they don't want to do the work. They just want to drop them in. Yeah. So oh, we just got a techno slacking too. Well, I got news on techno uh, from this weekend, but we'll wait for the, uh, the winter series uh, talk coming up. So why don't you go first? So go ahead. Where did you go?
1: Uh, I went to fast lane uh, hobbies and raceway and blue Springs, Missouri. And I raced the invite, portion of the uh, J Concepts indoor shootout and Invitational. And uh, I had a great time. I was, I was doing really good in two wheel. At least I think so.
0: Yeah, you you left uh, in fifth place, right?
1: Yeah, I was one point behind uh, Tom. And uh, Aiden, Aiden was actually first. Oh, really?
0: Uh, yeah, nice. Aiden was first after Saturday. So tell us about, so that race has been going, is it? 10 years now? Is it? Has it been yeah, that so long?
1: Yeah. I've been invited for at least the last four years, I believe. This yeah. is the first year I've
0: gone. Yeah, I get invited um, too. Yeah. I can never go. Yeah. You should try to go next year. Super Chat. Okay, hold on. Jason Haley just gave us another dollar. Really? <laughs> yeah. He wants to know if he upgrades his DX3 Pro to an M17. Will he see a true difference? Remember I'm having fun with the hobby. I can answer that one. Hell yes. You'll feel a difference. Yeah. Especially from a DX three R pro.
1: Yeah. I, I, I still feel like I can feel the latency and spectrum electronics. Like for racing.
0: That's like going from a, well, I don't want to hit, it's like going, I don't want to hit them too hard, but that's like going from like a, like a super Nintendo to a PlayStation four. Yeah, (laughs) it would be. Yeah. Especially the DX. 3 If you said DX five, r pro, I'd be like, eh, there's a little bit of a difference, but a DX three, I mean, that's, that's almost, that radio is almost 10 years old now too.
1: Yeah. I used the M 17. Um, I really like that radio. Yeah. Other than, other than just being lighter, it really isn't a lot different from the M 12 S. Yeah. But, um, and I don't know the new one has a touchscreen and a, Built in batteries,
0: plug it in and yeah. charge it. It's pretty sweet. It's pretty badass. All right, so keep going.
1: Yeah, I raced that race. Uh, two wheel went really well, I think, and then uh, four wheel. I just had a, a hard time getting through people, and um, it was kind of like Sunday. Saturday was like the play nice day, and then Sunday the gloves are off. <laughs> like, you know, um, my two wheel though, I actually didn't change anything on it. The entire time, nice. I was there. I just ran my what I normally run. Good job. I tried. I tried a couple of different things, and I didn't like it. I just put it back. What tires were you guys running? We were the handout tire was uh, J Concepts Ellipses front and rear for both two wheel drive and four wheel drive. And they were uh, in silver compound. Silvers. And mine on two wheel drive, I was actually really nervous. Like my last three rounds run slicks. Like they, they were just completely worn out and actually that's where they were the best. Yeah. So my, my tires went to slicks before everybody else's did. Cause I like practiced a lot cause I was like having fun driving my car. Yeah. Like There was no strategy. I was just having a good time driving my car. So I just kept practicing and uh, yeah, my, my tires were bald in the middle before everybody else. And I left them down there. I just threw them away. I didn't think to keep them, but like the out, my outside tire, like on the right rear or on the left rear, like the outside of the sweeper, that tire, the only tread on it was probably the logo on the side of the tire. Like there was the thing was completely bald, but it was was like, cause they were blowing the track off every heat or every one of our races for invite. And it's a good thing they were because, uh, if they didn't, it would have been, like, really hard to drive. Yeah. I got out of the groove, like, one time my car, like, did two loops, like, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> all the way around. How how high did you finish in your heats? Like, did did you come close to winning any of them, or were you just kind of up there?
1: I came close to winning one, um, but I finished second in uh, four of the five heats, and my drop was a four. Mm. So I, I finished two-wheel drive with all second places.
0: Where did you pit at? Did you pit in the main um, building or were you in the other one?
1: We were in the back room and Kyle and I were in the way back away from everybody. Nice. It was, it was pretty nice to, uh, we didn't have a lot of foot traffic or nothing. And actually I kind of wish every race was like limited entries. Cause it was actually nice to get out of there early on Sunday. Yeah. And, uh, Saturday night didn't drag out till like two in the morning and, um, yeah, it was, it was actually, it was actually great. I, I thought it was a good, I had a great time.
0: How many, how many were actually in the invite? 18. Oh, that's not too bad. Yeah. So there's three heats of six. Oh, well that's good. That's, that's yeah. a, that's a reasonable, um, race size too. It's kind of like our carpet, like I, anywhere from six to eight mm-hmm. on a smaller tracks, you know, at least fun Ten's a lot. Yeah. Who won? Cause I haven't seen anything about who won that race. Uh, Tom won, Alex oh. got second, Aiden got third. Not that I don't want Tom to win, but I was like, I was thinking maybe, you know, somebody else like like Aiden or somebody could have. But yeah, that's a good job for Aiden Olsen then.
1: Yeah, he could have won. There's races that if he would have, uh, I told him, like if you were more patient with with the traffic, like you would have won that race. Like, yeah. And that Ultimately, like, once he figures out that patience stuff with trying to get through traffic, he'll be uh, pretty quick.
0: I saw a video where Tom launched it on like the last turn. Was that was that four position? And was that did he make it over the loop in front of? It looked like Alex.
1: Yeah, it was like point zero zero
0: nine. Uh, I was actually marshaling that corner, dude. I so would like sta- I was standing right there in that video. So so was that Alex in front of him?
1: Yeah, there's Alex in front of him? I didn't. I honestly couldn't tell who won.
0: And Tom went over the top and got the got the loop. Yep. That's that would. Yeah, be, just, if I was Alex, I'd be pissed off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd be like, well, why didn't I just do that? Because then it wouldn't have mattered.
1: Yeah i I couldn't tell who got it.
0: It was sort of your usual suspects then, if you really think about it. Like you, we called it last week. We were like, well, Alex is there and Tom's there, so they're going to be one and two. Mm-hmm. And it just matter who was going to get third. At least it was somebody from Omaha Yeah, from the flex getting third in that one. That was pretty cool. where yeah. did you, so you, you ended up 10th overall. Yeah. <laughs> well, still,
1: my, my, I, I kind of sucked it up in four wheel by that legitimately. That was like the first time I'd really driven my four wheel is like on Fridays that like the track doesn't really have enough grip to do a whole lot of testing. Right or like trying stuff or, you know, trying to get used to a car. And, uh, I don't know. I made a few changes on it and I liked them, but on slicks, my car was just so edgy. I felt like my car was, it was like the edgiest one out there. So I don't know what I really should have done. If I should have gone done something with shocks. Probably but I kept lowering my car and I laid my shocks down and, uh, it made it better, but it was still just really twitchy. Yeah. And maybe it's just me like not being able to drive stuff like that anymore. I don't know.
0: Well, yeah. No, I wouldn't say that. It's also a much smaller track than we're used to as well. Yeah. So. Was that the first time you've been there since we went there?
1: No, I've gone there a couple other times. Okay. There was some Saturdays where it was like a winter series or something, and Kyle and I went down there.
0: Okay. And who was running the race?
1: I don't know. Oh, okay. It wasn't Mike Garrison. It wasn't Mike he was in the hospital having his spinal surgery, I guess.
0: Oh. Yeah, he, I, he posted something a little while ago. I didn't catch yeah. it. Well, anything else you want to say about that race?
1: Everybody's pretty good about wearing masks and stuff. Um, I kind of just stayed in my pit just so I didn't have to and worry about it. And they have a mask mandate down there, right? Yeah, there was a uh, police officer coming in every once in a while. Really? Check in. Oh, my god. Yeah. Yeah, and all the the kids that weren't wearing masks, they were like, oh, cops here, and they were like hiding their face so they didn't get a ticket or something. I don't know if he had actually given you a ticket because yeah. obviously I'm sure he saw people in there not wearing one. Yeah, weird. Because I, I took mine off on the driver's stand, but they had the plexiglass in between every spot Yeah, on the driver's stand, and that was actually pretty cool. Like, as far as like a, a race goes, a track got small. They did pretty much everything that they could to to keep everybody comfortable. You know, Mm -hmm. like there, there, there is a real effort there. Like they had dividers up between every single pit and only the one side of each row was being used. And uh, yeah. And then the driver's stand having the plexiglass in between each person. So yeah, I'd take my mask off when I drove. So my glasses didn't fog up. Yeah. I put it back on after I was done. I just put it underneath my hat. Like I just
0: put it underneath my hat Mm -hmm. and put my hat back on. I, I kept mine in my pocket just, uh, when I'm in the booth, you know, I don't have it on. And then when I'm, uh, walking around, you know, posting results or going back to my pit, then I'd put it on real quick and doing, doing what I can. I mean, I'm not, I'm not exactly super worried about it at the same time. I'm, I'm still trying to, you know, be a good example, I guess real quick says stock AK scribbles are smaller and lighter than J concepts. What are your thoughts? Is that a big deal? Would you trade like for stock racing? Yeah. Does the weight of the tire really matter other than, I mean, I would think whether or not they work is more important than, than the weight.
1: Yeah. I'd rather have the right compound and the right weight.
0: I think I think the weight of the tires doesn't really matter as much as as whether or not they actually have grip. Now that's not saying AKA scribbles don't have grip. Tebow and and uh, Jared Wiggins had them this weekend on their eight scales, which are a lot heavier of a car, and I mean mm-hmm. they seem to like them. I do know that a couple guys that have used them on our track on the dirt have found them to be kind of like how they how when we were running AKA stuff for a little while. There's like a sweet spot to them. They'll break in because yeah. they're lower. They'll break in, but then they'll be good for a, you know, that one or two run. I don't know. They're a cool-looking tire, though. It's a cool idea. Mm-hmm. The 8-scale stuff look great. So this weekend at the Hobbyplex, we had the Techno Series. We got a uh, bomb dropped on us last Monday.
2: Coronavirus update.
0: Uh, new health measures came out. Uh, That are good till November 30th, which means that we were back to 25% capacity like we were way back in May and June. So we could only allow 75 people slash households. We had to do online sign up. I was worried that uh, there's always going to be maybe one or two guys showing up Saturday that didn't get the memo. So I went around and put uh, marked pit spots just like I did for the summer series every single pit spot. So we had all 75 people/slash households marked, and sure enough, like two people showed up that didn't get the memo, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Oof!" Like, yeah, we don't got any room right now. I'm, you know, we got to wait till tomorrow to see if anybody doesn't show up. Luckily, there was uh, one or two people that didn't show up. A couple of them let me know that night, so um, I was able to let these guys, you know, pit inside. We did have one guy pit outside in his trailer. Um, I was fine with that, you know. It's, it it doesn't go against the rules. So that was fine. Uh, if you looked at the pictures and everything, you know, the pits look full, but if you really look at it, like everybody was spaced out okay, you know? Yeah. We put hand sanitizer on every single row of pits, and we put free masks out there for everybody. Said, so take one if you need one. I'd say it was kind of like when I went to South Carolina. Y- y- there really wasn't too many racers that seemed hell-bent on wearing masks all the time, you know? Yeah, but we're outside of city limits, so we don't have to. Yeah, but right. um, the employees of the Plex do. So I, I had mine with me. Like I said, the only time, you know, I was taking it off was when I'm in the booth or, um, you know, if I'm sitting in my pit, I really wasn't, I wasn't that worried about it because was really that close to me um, out of six feet or whatever. So that all ended up okay. I mean, I was, I was stressing out about it at first. Once we got rolling, it's just like last year. So last year's techno series finals was the week of when all the crap started to come down and they are starting to talk about shutdowns and all this other stuff. And we, we made the last round of the techno series like that the Monday afterwards, they had all those health measures that shut everything down in Nebraska. Right.
2: Yeah.
0: Limited, you know, gatherings to 10 people and all that other stuff. So we just made it. And I was all stressing out about it. You know, that people weren't going to show up or anything. We ended up with like 180 entries. So, in the end, if you did the people count, I think it was 83 total people, which makes sense if you got, you know, a couple bringing their, you know, their son or whatever that's racing with them. And we ended up with like 150 something entries. So Mm -hmm. it was fine and still good turnout. The track did what it does with nitro. And another cool thing that happened this week at the Plex was, so when the Plex was built, when the idea for it came about way back in 2009, you know, I was like, well, we can't lose the feel of outside summer racing, even though we're indoors. Now that's, Mm -hmm. that's changed over time because we want our track to be consistent. So most of the doors are shut for, for what we do in the, in the summertime, right? If we opened up the doors during the summer series, the track would, would be constantly changing. And we'd probably end up on like double D's at the end of the day. Yeah. So, and who knows what compound, but back then, you know, nitro racing was still very popular here in Omaha and I didn't want that to change. So we put in 16 garage doors all the way around the hobbyplex that we could open up. And for the first couple of years though, there were some there were some summers where I never even closed them. Remember that? What for the summer series? No at all. Like I don't, there was some days I, I, that first year, that 2012, there was, there mm-hmm. was some, some weeks where it, I remember it was so hot outside. I was like, I'm not going to shut the doors. I'm just going to leave them open.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I look back on that now and I'm like, whoa, like I, I'd never be able to get away with that now. But you know, the track would be yeah. dust. So yeah. lo and behold, what happens when you shut the doors and you water a lot and it gets real humid in there? Well, the springs rust, right? And there was almost, so it's 2011. So 2021 will be 10 years. Well, we had like 12 garage doors where the spring's totally busted and you couldn't open the garage doors anymore without being a a big fat muscular man, Mr. Hat. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so we got a bunch of them fixed. So they just happened to come out that Thursday and Friday afternoon and they fixed all the doors along the driver's stand. So there's four total doors on that side. And then I had him fix two doors on the West side. And then I had him fix uh, the main door, one of the main doors on the North side of the track. And for some reason, the three garage doors on the East side of the track are still good. So Mm. and I've been spraying them with uh, this PB blaster garage door lubricant thing or whatever. Yeah. So the cool thing is we got our garage doors back and uh, this weekend it really showed. I mean, we were able to, the place, didn't it was windy, which is nice. You know, I'm always hoping that it's going to be windy because it really clears out the air. But boy, it was nice having those doors open again. Yeah. When you when you need them, you know. But that being said, for for the eight scale racing, the track does dry out rather quickly, and uh, it can break up a little bit and flake. So what happens is it flakes. It gets these big chunks that get kicked up if a car hits it the right way, and so like the end of our straightaway has that a few spots I'm going to have to fix tomorrow some of the landings off some of the jumps are just annihilated. <laughs> like, yeah. And I want us to race on Friday. I want to race mod buggy on Friday. So, um, so I'm, I'm going to go in tomorrow and, and just fix those up, drizzle with nice dirt over them and, and tamp them back in and water the crap out of it. And I actually stayed Saturday and watered. I usually, sometimes I don't cause if it runs so late, I just don't want to be there anymore. But I, I watered the yeah. uh, ton of it on, on Saturday. So mm-hmm. we'll see what it's like tomorrow. Yeah. But we had overall, I mean, just a phenomenal turnout again. We had Jared Tebow come. Uh, so that's always a big deal when he's there. Mason Fuller was there. Uh, Jared Wiggins came. So I knew it was still going to be a good race. Uh, the Van Dalens, uh weren't able to come. They're actually quarantining up there in Minneapolis. Let's see. A whole bunch of Colorado guys again. Graham Hill and his girlfriend came. And uh, uh, that whole uh, kind of Fort Collins group uh, came out. We had... Uh, Pretty much a good show from everybody. We had um, a good group from, still had some Minnesota guys come down. We had uh, Ryan Clemmie and those guys from eastern Iowa come down. We had a few guys from the Kansas City area come up that I haven't seen in a long time. Uh, Patrick Moline is a dude that I hadn't seen since like Blue Groove when that place was open down there. And that we're talking oh. like 15 years. Something crazy like that. Yeah. And then we had officially this year. So last year we had mini Truggy as kind of like a, you know, last year I didn't have a giveaway or anything for it. I, d- I don't even think I did plaques for him. Maybe I did, but this year it's for sure a, an actual class. Yeah. Provisional. That's what, that's the word I was going for. And, uh, we still had pro four last year. We had two heats of pro four this race. We only had eight trucks, seven trucks. We only had seven trucks. Worries me a little yeah. bit, but also we had limited entries. So maybe, you know, some of those guys just didn't come in. Again, with the COVID mm-hmm. thing, you never know if if, if some guys are even going to race, you know, come race or whatever. We ended up with uh, a C main in Sportsman Buggy, which is great, and a D main in Expert. And actually, Expert Nitro um, had more entries than Sportsman, which actually it usually does. And then uh, Sportsman and Expert Electric 8 scale were basically. Neck and neck as far as entries go, and they were the most entries. There was a C main um with them, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was good to smell that nitro again. That sweet smell of nitro. It's kind of like beer. Like if you haven't had a beer a long time, and then you drink a really cold one, you're like, mm. but then like you get if you let it sit too long, it gets warm, and and then you drink that last couple sips, you're like, oh, what is this? That's how nitro rate is with me. Like the the first time I smell that nitro smell, I'm like, oh yeah, I missed that. And then like two hours later, I'll walk into the pits and go, oh God. Yeah. What are we doing? You know? Yeah. If your beer gets warm, you're not drinking fast enough. I know. I don't. I don't (laughs) don't drink it very fast. So it was a pretty good day. We got started with the mains right around five o'clock. We moved pretty good. First round always takes a little longer just because of the transponders and all that other stuff, you know. Um, but mm-hmm. with the, with the live RC or the um, lifetime cloud, I can. I, I was I was actually able to figure out most of them. There's just a few unknowns I had to fix, and mostly it was during the electric races, so it didn't even take that long. But I know we put, we we made a little bit better time in the second race, and then by the time the main comes around, you know, I always think we're going to get out of there early, and then I'm like, oh, that's right, most of these mains are ten minutes. And then most, you know, your expert mains are half hour and your mm-hmm. your uh, truggy main is a half yeah. hour and sportsman's 20 minutes. So I always forget about that, that time thing with the nitro th- stuff. I think, and that being said, I think next round. So you know how the, the INS races stagger their, their single lower main. So like the, the A main is eight minutes. The B main is seven minutes. The C main is six minutes. And then everything else is five minutes. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to start doing that with the electric gate scale classes, but I think, yeah. I think it's, so the mains are 10 minutes. So I think what I'm gonna do is like the, I think the B main will be eight minutes and hmm. the, and the C main down will be like six minutes, something like that. Just cause I, you know, I like to blast through the lower mains, but if you have a terrible start at one of those and it's only five minutes long, it's pretty, pretty tough to come back. Yeah. You know, we're ten minutes. You know, when you get when you were in a ten minute A main, there was there was a couple of times where I had a terrible start and I came back to get it, you know a podium.
2: The winner is
0: so pro four, A main. Uh, Jay Callaherka's back. I think he's going for either a three peat or a four Pete. I got to look at the poster. So the posters came in today. They were supposed to be there Friday, and they showed up at the plex today. I got a text. Yeah. So. Uh, I got to look at, but I think Jay Callaher has either won two in a row or three in a row. So I think he's trying to go for four in a row. Uh, if the turnouts keep going the way they're doing, this might be the last one for Pro Four. So that'd be kind of cool to win the last one. But Ashley McCormick qualified second, and he walked away in the main. Really? He 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 got around Jay and then drove away. He got a ten second uh, lead there at the end, and it really was uh, after the first minute or so. I don't remember it being that close. So J. Calherka finished second. So they tie in points. That's the most important thing. And then uh, Kyle. And so the last name, I never even asked him how to pronounce it, was uh, Q-U-A-S-T. And I think it's Cast. I think that's how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it would be Quest or Quest. I think it's Cast, though. Kyle Cast. And uh, it was his first time at the Plex. He, he picked up a podium here in Pro 4. Um, Easton McCormick finished fourth. Nick Schultz was fifth. Uh, Nick Poppenfuss was sixth. Steve Wall was seventh, and Lynn Nilsson, I believe it's his first time at the plex, uh, finished eighth. And what's really cool is I did post the expert buggy A main nitro and the expert uh, electric buggy A main on on YouTube, but you can uh, get on Live RC, and they've got this new. They finally figured out a way to. Uh, so YouTube's been holding up all their videos. I read this thing and they finally said, screw it. We're going to do our, we're going to do our own. So they have a, a, rave video archive is what it's called. And, um, you can sample it right now and watch three races for free, but you can, uh, eventually they'll be restricted. You have to pay for it. You have to be a bonus. Latin oh member, really? Which most people, most RC people are bonus lap members so they can get the perks at the, at the big races. What are the perks? Well, like, um, uh, some races you only get the moving camera if you're a bonus lap member. Oh, okay. Like in the past, like if if Proline or somebody has sponsored, like the DNC, for instance, they've given LiveRC enough money to make it to make the moving cameras open to everybody. Then they'll do yeah. it. But on some races they don't have that. So so if you're a bonus lap member, you get the moving cameras, and if you're the uh, just on there for free, you just get the static camera. Yeah, it's usually how they do it. So, Sportsman Nitro, this was a good race basically from second on down. Uh, Lucas Baker was your TQ, and his car looked really good. And he put two laps on everybody.
1: Nice. Yeah,
0: really good. Parker Clemmy came from the fifth spot to get second. And uh, he's one of those guys driving one of those Gammas. Mm -hmm. And his car looked really good, and he was super smooth. Um, He held off Philip Hoke, who qualified fourth, finished third. Uh, Bill Nichols is a previous champ. I think the 2019 champ finished fourth. Uh, John Davies had a rough start and couldn't really recover from that and uh, finished fifth. Um, Daryl Wallen was sixth. Scott Sroof was seventh. It's been a while since I've seen Scott here. Eric Dillon was eighth. Mark Dunn was ninth and Tim Crystal. Poor guy like blew his knee out just walking like nothing really even happened apparently like he just I think he was out. Um, marshalling in the morning after his really? uh, after his practice and he just <laughs> stepped wrong and blew his knee out what? yeah oh, that's awful so he qualified third he stayed and qualified but then he said he couldn't he just couldn't stand it he couldn't be on the stand for that long mm-hmm. I was getting ready to like set up a chair up there on the on the uh, handicapped area
1: yeah that would be he, cool
0: but he was like I've never driven sitting down I don't think I could do that I'm just gonna go home and I'm like oh man I'm sorry. I felt really bad. I at least tried it. Yeah. I can, I can see I what you saying he though. He's just in a lot of pain. Dude, dude. So last Tuesday I had to go home. Like my back hurt so much that I, I left. I was supposed to do crawling night and I could barely stand up. So, I mean, I, I sometimes you just got to say, screw it. I'm leaving. So expert nitro buggy. This was the big one. You know what I like to do? at the techno series. And so I found a formula of setting the mains up that works really well to make sure we always have corner marshals for what I consider to be probably the most important race of the day, which is expert nitro buggy. Mm -hmm. I mean, every race is important to whoever's in it, but from a prestige point of view overall, like it's your, it's your main event. Yeah. So I get it done early. We get it done early. I started doing this maybe four years ago and you, when we split sportsmen when we split it between sportsman and expert, mm-hmm. like before we did, before we had sportsman and expert, I I would use the Truggy race. Well, then you had guys running back to back and Truggy. So then I would try to use like pro four to be the marshals. But then those guys always got pissed off because they only race for eight minutes and they have to marshal a half hour main. Yeah. So the way we have it now is your sportsman goes before your expert. And there's never anybody in sportsman. That's also an expert, even though, I mean, technically it could happen, but it hasn't yet. And so we always have corner marshals, which is one of the most important things at these things for me. And then, uh, and then we get it done right away. So it's like a, it's like a sigh of relief comes over me when, when I'm able to hit that finish button on the computer and know that, you know, nothing crazy happened during the race. Right. So this one was crazy so I have it on YouTube. I've, i I, I, stood there calling the race, holding my phone and videoing the whole thing. Oh, you I, did that? A half hour. I, videoed, I, I, I watched it. I videoed for a half hour using my hand with this. Like that's how strong my hand is <laughs> from years of practice. But I did that and it was great. Uh, this was like one of the best nitro races, close races I think we've ever had. Jared looked like he was going to drive away, and then one mistake, and Mason was up on him, and then they stayed that way for a majority of the race until the very, very, very end, uh, two laps from the finish. So Jared Tebow was your TQ, but he was under all sorts of pressure from Mason. Both of them made little itty-bitty mistakes here and there that kept the race close, and uh, Mason just – it looked like Jared – sort of missed the sweet spot jumping onto the oval. He was a little bit too far to the inside, had to hit the brakes real quick to make sure he didn't crash. And Mason had gunned it, you know, launched his car as far as Jared did and just hit the back of him and ended up crashing. And then that was it. Like he had a 3.5 second lead with, with two laps left to go after that. Yeah. But I mean, what a show. I mean, they, the pit stops were very close. I think Jared had the advantage pit stop wise, but they were really trying. I mean, there was one pit stop I think where, where Mason finally did, I think it was the last one where he actually was like faster by three tenths of a second on the pit lap. Yeah. And then you had Jared Wiggins just hanging around back there in third place. He he had the pace, you know, as far as fast lap goes, but stringing them together, you know, he every once in a while, you know, there'd be a little hesitation or whatever, and you could kind of see the separation, but. As I was calling this race, I could see Jared just kind of lingering back there, five to six, you know, seconds back the whole time. And uh, at the end, he was only one point two off of Mason. And then Zach Gastelum, one of the dudes from Colorado, finished fourth. Um, and then Ashton Abdul finished fifth. He got a top five, so brand new X-ray ride for him, and he gets a fifth. Really? Yep, he did really good. Graham Hill was sixth. Jeremy Whiting. Uh, makes another main, finishes seventh. Chris Morant, uh, who's always a hard worker in real life and, and still wants to race. So sometimes he just stays up and doesn't sleep. Well, he finished eighth. Yeah. Greg Bommel was ninth. And Mitchell Pavel was tenth. And Mitchell was pretty fast. He bumped up and he had a fast car, but I think his car broke like 29.
1: Didn't he have like a shot come off or something? I think it was a
0: drive shaft broke, is what he said. With I think, that, and I think. This car was as Mugen still, which last year, Emerson broke a drive shaft too. Same thing.
1: What happened? To, did something happen to Derek in qualifying? I was surprised not to see him in the main.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't say anything happened to Derek in qualifying. He just, he, he just, uh, I, I can't even remember the last time he raced indoors.
1: Yeah. That's so true. I, I
0: think it was just a matter of finding, I think it was just a matter of him finding some pace. He had, he had good laps.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean he finished fifth in the B. So yeah. it's not like he, you know, wasn't competitive at all.
1: Right. No, I I know. I just, when I saw the main lineup, I thought for sure he'd be in the main. But I don't know. I mean, Nitro fun suck does happen. Yeah, so. it does
0: happen. I I don't I think he did okay. I, I don't think he has carved or quit or anything like that. I think he's just finding some pace is all. Right. If he races again, because this was a test for him, because the reason why he stopped racing nitro is because he felt like Crap for like three days afterwards. Something with his skin and the nitro fumes that linger. Yeah, he said he said when he took a shower, like it hurt his skin. Yeah. So we'll see if if he if he races again. Uh, It'd be cool if he does. Mm -hmm. But if he doesn't, I I get it. I understand. Sure. Um, But I I see him making a main or two or three or all the rest of them. We'll see what happens.
1: Oh yeah, I do
0: too. So mini truggy. So we had eighteen mini truggies.
1: Hmm. Yeah a lot of Mini charges yeah.
0: Dane Gangler TQ'd and then he went home what he said he, he TQ'd he, I think he TQ'd I think he TQ'd Sportsman Buggy as well and then he raced Expert Buggy and I think he was in the B Main but he bailed and I th- it's had something to do with him moving or something like that and he had too much work to do so he didn't stick around that's what he said what yeah
1: that's unreal
0: yeah, it's kind of I don't know. It caught me off guard, but I'm just glad he wasn't sick or anything. Because round one yeah. last round one last year he he had the flu and went home mm-hmm. early because he was sick from the flu. And then turns out like everybody that was pitting around him got the flu. <laughs> like, <laughs> that would yeah. have sucked if it was if it was uh I I ended up having COVID and everybody that was sitting around me ended up with COVID. Like that would have been a horrible thing for a but that's not what happened yeah no still i mean
1: that would have been pretty
0: bad <laughs> so mini truggy I qualified second with my brand new truck mm-hmm. crashed a lot in qualifying but kind of found just the pace you know the, the 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 patience more than anything that truck for me the truck's a little stiff and I need to work yeah. on it so'm I'm, I'm excited to race this friday to get it out and run it because I want to race it again um, but it's yeah. a little stiff. It needs it needs um, it needs a little bit of setup work. But that being said, I just went out there, kept that truck in the black, made sure I didn't do anything stupid, and uh, yeah. ended up walking away from it. I crashed early and almost let Don Drews uh, get around me, actually. But once I kind of got my head and in, back into it and kept the truck where it needed to be, um, I just put down the laps. I kind of outlapped everybody, basically. Yeah, strung strung together a bunch of good ones.
1: What motor did you run in
0: it? Five five, silver ellipses. They were a little soft. I kind of wish mm-hmm. I had golds. But uh,
1: did they go to slicks?
0: No, they 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 got chewed up pretty quick though.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Track was, the truck was a little grabby. It was a little it was stiff and grabby. So, a couple things I want to work on. Um, James Ham qualified fifth, finished second. Um, he was running. He was the only one running a stadium truck body. Don Drews qualified fourth, finished third. Um, Ashley McCormick crashed a lot early, um, ended up finishing fourth. Bryson Pavel was fifth. Bryson was actually on my butt early too. Um, then I got away from him. Uh, Kyle uh, Cast was sixth. Dylan Hartshorn was seventh. Ben Ford was eighth. Jason Morey was ninth. And Gangler didn't start, so he finished tenth. I didn't TQ, but the win uh, was nice because that, that's always good to start the season out with one of those, especially if you're going to be points racing the whole time.
1: Yeah, I, I still just can't believe Dane
0: left early. Yeah, <laughs> Nitro Truggy, and this one's cool. Um, somebody on the on the chat uh, had mentioned nothing from Techno. Well, uh, Jared Wiggins uh, finished three laps ahead of everybody um, here in Truggy with the brand new Truggy from Techno. So hmm. it's I'm sure it'll be called a 2.0, just like the buggies are. If you haven't seen, you got to go on Facebook. Go to the uh, Techno Winner series. So do, on the search, just put Techno Hobbyplex. It usually comes up. Mm-hmm. If you haven't yet, um, hit that, uh, subscribe to it, or like it, whatever you want to do. Look at the podium picture from Jared Wiggins, because the the Truggy body is going to blow your mind. Have you seen it? I think so. It is insane. I, I keep trying to figure out how to describe this trucky body. I can't even really describe it. So I did see that thing. Huh. It's very boxy. <laughs> like it's, yeah. uh, it's um. But okay. The body put the put the body aside for a second. The truck looks freaking amazing. Like this thing mm-hmm. never landed awkwardly, had buttloads of steering jumped super amazing. I mean, it was crazy how good it was. It looked phenomenal. He could do, he could do no wrong with this thing. He was launching it onto the dirt oval as long, as far as he could. And it would just go plop land and go. I mean, it was nuts. Wow. Um, the body, the body's very square. Now, technos bodies always, they always kind of make you do a double take. Don't they? Yeah. You know, But, I mean, there's a purpose behind the body. It's obviously for, like, downforce and stuff. Because remember when they were putting, like, that Chevy C10 body on those Technos? Yeah, that's what that looks like. And it actually, like Seth said, it actually handled better than the stock body. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe that's what they're going for here. You got that very hard, you know, front nose. And, you know, uh, Chris Morant and I were talking afterwards. We all hated those cab forward bodies when they first came out. And then it kind of grew the on. The look everywhere. of him? Oh yeah, I hated him. They were disgusting. Oh, I thought they were always cool. Whatever. I hated him. I thought I they were. Dis- liked I I thought they were. I thought they they were a joke. And then and then it, and then the next thing you know, everybody's running him. So then it became normal. I don't know. Maybe this will become normal. Who knows? Yeah. So there's that. So it's not out yet. I didn't even ask him when it will be out, but he's got one and he raced it at the plex they weren't doing anything to hide it. So that's why we can talk about it here. He obviously had it for the podium picture. He wasn't too worried about it. So, and I think they ran it at AMS the previous week. Yeah. So that will be, you know, that will be something new from techno that will be shortly. So I'm kind of butt hurt. Cause I got a, I got an NT 48.3 sitting up at the shelf at the Plex right now that I actually ordered for Emerson and me. And then they're going to have it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Wah, wah. So, Jared Wiggins, 74 laps. Greg Bom- Greg Bommel. I hope I get his last name. It's Bommel or Bommel. I think it's Bommel. The- these guys come from Wisconsin. Um, this is their mm-hmm. second full year here, I think. Finished second with 71 laps. Chris Morant from the Kansas City, City area finished third. Uh, Jeremy Whiting, the other guy from Wisconsin, finished fourth. Robert Rinaldi, which I think is a Colorado guy. I might be wrong on that. Finished fifth. Bill Nichols was sixth. Chris Stapes was seventh. Don Drews was, was eighth, and Patrick Mitrovic was ninth, and Braden Billington, which I know is his first time here at the Plex, I believe he's from the uh, Illinois, Western Illinois area, uh, finished tenth, and he he broke his truck. I was kind of bummed out when he broke his truck So I, I wanted him to do well. Um, yeah. Anytime it's somebody's first day there. Okay, we got two more, and then we'll uh, we'll take a break for for a pivot, and then we'll talk about these questions that came up. So, sportsman electric buggy, our dude. Jackson Anderson uh, won this thing. Philip Hoke was right there behind him. They finished uh, 1.2 seconds apart at the end, but it was even closer than that. Philip was actually leading. Um, Jackson had a pretty good lead at the start. He had he, he led the first lap, and then he crashed and ended up coming back across the line in sixth, and then basically just worked his way back up from there. And then him and Philip had a really good race at the end. I rewatched this on the live RC stream. Um, The whole thing and it was just Just one of those things where where, uh, Looks like Philip was kind of out cruising He made a couple of mistakes there at the end that that Allowed Jackson to get a little bit closer to him And uh, it was a pretty good battle The sportsman's supposed to be Bryson Pavel finished third Troy Jackson was fourth Derek Myrtle was fifth Parker Clemmy was sixth Josh Shout was seventh Don Drew's eighth Kyle Cast was ninth and Dane Gangler again Was your TQ and didn't start Jackson said this was his first win At a series Yeah so no, it my, was yeah yeah so that's pretty awesome and his speed controller didn't work in practice on Friday so I hooked him up with my with my trusty old Orion oh. R- R8 or whatever that I had okay so uh, and I was afraid that it wasn't gonna work and then it did work so I was pretty stoked super chat Peter Renault just gave us uh, a three dollar uh fist bump sticker on super chat. Nice. That's pretty awesome. Okay. And then finally your expert e-buggy. This was the last race of the day. And after the, the way that the nitro race went, you kind of thought, okay, we're going to have a rematch. And that was not the case. Jared Tebow took off never to be seen again with his e-buggy. Mason crashed like two laps in a row in the same spot. And at one point, I think was like in seventh place. Ashton was up there in second for a while. Zach Gastelum got around him and was running in second. Then he broke a wheel towards the end, so Ashton got back up to second. By that time, Mason had worked his way back up to third and hunted him down with a couple laps to go and ended up passing him. Actually made a really nice clean pass, too, off the triple. And uh, Ashton still got third. So it was Jared, Tebow, Mason Fuller, Ashton Abdul got a podium. His first nice. time running e-buggy with his new x-ray sponsorship. So that's pretty awesome for him. Graham Hill was in the mix there. Uh, a Mugen driver again from Colorado. Mitchell Pavel was fifth. Conrad, God, his last name. I He tells me every single time and I forget every single time. Conrad Bizey. I think it's Bizey. like like a Z sound. Every time. I, I guaranteed December 5th, I'm going to be like, dude, say your last name again for me. And then I'm going to forget it that night. Uh, he did really good. Finished sixth. Easton McCormick finished seventh. Roman Gastelum was eighth. Eric Fletcher was ninth. And Zach Gastelum was 10th, but he wasn't second before his wheel broke. So Christy's on here on, uh, on the chat. So I took a video of practice mm-hmm. and I wanted to, I wanted to test a theory. So one of the theories on YouTube is that if you put a, uh, a hot girl, as your, as your thumbnail, you'll get more clicks on that video. Mm-hmm. And so I was going to put just a lame picture of like Jared Tebow's car as the thumbnail, and then Christy was walking by, and I'm like, Christy, hey, I got a great idea. And so I took her photo, and I put it on the thumbnail. Mm-hmm. The video's gotten like 70% more hits than normal. Nice. <laughs> Way to work the system. woo So whatever. So there you go. That's uh, Techno Series round one. Um, again, you know, we had a limited entries, uh, 156 entries. I, I think if, if it wasn't for the COVID thing and us being at 25% where we could have more people in, uh, looking at last year's turnouts, you know, we hovered around a hundred people every time
1: mm-hmm.
0: with the way COVID is, I don't know if we would have gotten that number this time around, but we did, we probably would have had more than that. Cause I did have to turn a few people away. So We're going to take a moment. We're going to segue into the, we got a whole bunch of questions on, on the the YouTube chat, which is great. But for a minute, let's hear from our sponsor, Pivot Lending Group. And now a word from our sponsors. Yeah!
2: This is a Pivot Lending Update with Dave Olson and Don
0: Zoller. Get some.
2: This is Don Zoller with Pivot Lending. As a, Marine Corps veteran. I have a special place in my heart to help other veterans realize their dreams of becoming homeowners and also getting themselves into better positions financially by refinancing their home. I am also a certified VA specialist. I've taken um, some specialized training. I've been doing VA loans for 17 years. So I've seen a little bit of everything and know how to get around different obstacles when it comes to the VA loans. Rates are amazing right now on VAs. On 30 year and on 15 year, you are looking in the twos. So they're running about 2.625, 2.75 on a VA loan right now. And in 17 years, I've never seen them this low. If you're interested in getting qualified for a VA loan or you want to look at refinancing your current VA loan or refinancing your current loan into a VA loan, if you're a veteran, give me a call 402. 715-9082. 715-9082.
0: David Olson and MLS one six zero nine nine. Don Zoller and MLS two seven seven five eight nine. Pipetlendi and MLS one zero nine 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 five.
1: We return
0: you now to your regularly scheduled program. Hmm. Hmm. Oh yeah. Do you have one? Uh, you want to look at some of these questions we got? Sure. All right. Johnny S says, hey, guys, does the B6.2 use the J Concepts D and C block on the rear end?
1: You, you can put the J Concepts D and C block on the rear end of that car.
0: Yeah, because the point one and point two share the same C and D blocks. They're not different, right? Yeah, no, they're the same. Okay.
1: I did have to shim them a little tighter. Like I, I got the uh, associated uh, hinge pin shims for it cuz you had to I had to add like an extra thin shim. Yeah. To it to tighten up the rear arm, but other than that that was the only thing I did. And I think they do that so you get uh, a little you can wow. have a little bit more adjustment if you want it.
0: Right. I watched uh, Spencer Rivkin's thing about the Beach RC race. And you can you can mm-hmm. actually shim your arms forward or backwards, right?
1: Yeah, on the 6.2. Like the yeah. shim is
0: normally in the back, but it looked like you put it in the front to get more Cause of the high grip, he like made his wheelbase slightly longer.
1: Yeah. And so the, the regular like kit, it has like one, two millimeter shim. I right. like added an extra like point, 0.05 or okay. 0.5.
0: Nice. Or and that's just, just like the extra thin shim. That's just cause the tolerances are just slightly different.
1: Yeah. Right. Just to shim it up a little tighter, but I mean, like I have them on this car and I, I've been running them and they're fine, but yeah, it just adds a little bit more adjustment. I think.
0: Yeah. That's a good watch, too, by the way, if you haven't seen it. Spencer Rivkin's, um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think it was a, I don't know if it was a live stream or if it was just a, um, a video about his his uh, Masters of Dirt setup. You know, I got, I'm guilty of not watching a lot of those. Like, I should be watching the Adam Drake videos all the time and everything. And I really haven't. Mm-hmm. I find myself getting lost in YouTube when I'm working on my RC stuff. Like, I'll switch over to, like, I watch a lot of uh, airplane documentaries for some reason. And then I'll get lost. It'll it'll move that to, like, airplane crashes, and then I'll just get mesmerized. Mm-hmm. And then, like, two hours later, I'll look down, and I'll realize I haven't done a thing to my car. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm, I'm the worst, like, Saturday mornings when I wake up. Yeah. I'll, like, start throw, scrolling through Facebook and watching one video and, like, how it just does the automatic uh-huh, uh-huh. video again, like, for the next one. I'll be there for, like, an hour watching, yeah. like, videos and stuff I don't and even you, care about. You
0: come back, and you're like, oh, oh dang it. Uh, wasn't there a South Park, there was a South Park show that dealt with that, wasn't it? I don't know. Wasn't the one, wasn't it was the one with ads and they, they kept on, Oh, they were like trying to figure out something and then ads would pop up and they go, Oh, look at that. And they'd click on that. And then the next thing you know, they're at the restaurant eating ice cream and like, what were we doing? And then they, it was like, (laughs) they got lost in it or whatever. Anyways. Okay. Um, Uh, I never saw that one. Yeah. It It sounds funny. It is funny. Mad Thunder 2 is on here. He might still be on here. Uh, wants to know how we're doing. I don't know. I'm doing fine.
1: Yeah, I'm doing well. Thanks for asking.
0: Thanks for asking. Uh, Joel Florky wants to know, do you guys recommend for a beginner NRC to go to a national race? Um, like a Nats. This is a tough one. Well,
1: if if you're a beginner, so if you're new, I would make, like, let's say, like, this is your first year racing – you aren't really driving for, you know, five minutes without crashing. Um, maybe you're running like short course or like a slash or something like that. Um, I would look and see if the race you're going to has a, a novice class. You know, if yeah. you're racing in a novice class at home, then, um, you know, race that class at home, but like it, or that you race at home but like if you're running stock buggy and you're, you know, kind of mixing it up, but this is your first year, I mean, by all means, go race, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if you feel comfortable at home with how you're finishing and you're doing well and, um, you're enjoying it, of course, go, go to another track and
0: try that out. Traveling's great. I traveled a lot when I was in my late teens and early twenties and my thirties. Well, I'm in my 40s, but I traveled a lot more uh, when I was a lot younger. And even when I did crappy, which was unfortunately 70% of the time, the experience that I gained from those, that period of my life, as I got older, I actually think I got better as I was older because all those experiences, I was able to use that knowledge and get better later on.
1: Yeah, no, I always feel like you go to, big races for your first like 5 years just to learn something. Yeah. Now, you
0: know? that being said, I will say that as as a former Roar region director and competition director, okay? I was on the Roar executive committee for a couple of years and I've been a Roar region director in the past. If you're one of those guys that gets all of your electronics off of Amazon and wants to go to a national race, and you go to a roar race where they have rules on what you can use and they have approvals that they have to get done. And you go to one of these things without any sort of roar approved anything, batteries, motors, speed controllers, it can be a very, very, very frustrating experience. Mm-hmm. And Does that happen? It does. And, and it happens unfortunately quite a bit. And it usually is the local guys that, wanted to enter the roar race cause it was at their track, but they weren't prepared for the process that it takes, especially at the nationals of tech of getting through tech. Yeah. That was the part that was most, um, contentious. Usually when, when I was going to these things mm-hmm. were the, the guys that didn't, that weren't aware of how stringent tech really is at these, at these rural national events. And a lot of them, you know, would just leave they'd be mad and it's, it's not the roar guy's fault. It's just that they were uninformed. You know? Right. Or a lot of these, a lot of these, uh, uh, China battery companies would put roar approved stickers on their batteries, but never actually, they, they had never been roar approved. Oh, really? That happens a lot. I didn't know that. Yeah, that happened a huh. lot. So it depends on what kind of national race we're talking about. I, I think the roar Nats are pretty freaking awesome to go to. Because you get to see where you stack up to all the national traveler traveling type drivers, you know. But I would say something right. like a Masters of Dirt race, which in my with three hundred and thirty entries felt like a national event. Well, they had a novice class, so you could do that. But they had they had stock, and they had mod, but they also had short course, and they you know they. And they had, you know, mini truggy. You know, there's some there's some stuff that 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 would be good classes to enter of those things. That's not so, you know, stressful. I guess. Yeah. So, and then you got your races like the like our race, like the Hobbyplex, the ProTech Spring Offroad Championships. That'll be this April. That one, I mean, mm-hmm. that's going to fill up. That's going to be a big race. It ain't going to feel like it. It's going to feel like a big club race. That'd be a good one to go to. yeah. Or even the J concepts, INS races. Cause they have the independent class, which is, yeah. which is really good. And at our, at our race at our, in February, as long as the COVID restrictions, don't screw it up. Uh, we are going to have Plex spec. So that'll be good. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Brady Papa wants to know how do you keep paint from flaking off or is there ways to protect bodies for racing? I don't know. I've never had that problem. I don't really I don't really know the only time I've ever heard of paint flaking off is if you're using the wrong paint.
1: Or like it depends on your body, like if you don't clean it. Right. But see, like I've I've like I used to never clean my bodies before I
0: painted them. Yeah. Me neither. And I never had a issue. But on the carpet you see a lot of flaking because guys are using the wrong paint to get the colors they want. Oh, okay. And then they hit they hit the wall. They hit the wall and their paint goes. Boof.
1: Yeah. I did have that happen one time on a body that I painted with the uh, chrome paint. It was like oh, pat chrome spastics sucks. chrome Yeah. Yeah, it was like pat spastics chrome. Yeah. And I like bumped a board like one time and like all of the like it was like literally like a negative of my body. Yeah. Like that came out. Chrome <laughs> like, chrome paint is body. known
0: for doing that though. Chrome paint is always known for doing that but basically yeah. basically you're you should back everything that you do with 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 usually a backing white of some sort or black I guess but yeah. usually the flaking comes from either um, not cleaning your body so there's like your your finger oil on the body itself and the paint can't stick to it or you're using the wrong paint so you got to make yeah. sure that you're like using paint. backs
1: backs my body it's white yep
0: i've seen people put tape like that
1: Aluminum tape stuff.
0: Yeah, but you got to be careful with yeah. that, too, because if, if that peels off at all, it'll take the paint with it. Yeah. Another one from Johnny S. Here, as I scroll down, uh, we got a few more to go through. Uh, is the MT-44 too advanced for a beginner? Uh, what Sanwa is good for an entry level? Um, well, I mean, I have an MT-44, and I love it, and it's just like getting a new phone. You just got to learn the operating system, and then it's fine. That being said, the MTS is a good, a good option, too.
1: Yeah, I think the MT-44 would be like the perfect beginner radio because yeah.
0: you'll have it for a while. Like you're not going to outgrow it very quickly. Yeah, I love my MT-44. I just couldn't afford it. M- well, no, the M-17 wasn't out when I wanted to get a radio and it was going to be too expensive. So I got the MT-44 instead. But the MTS yeah. would be a good option too. And I think I think we have them at the Plex. And I, don't, I don't think they're, I think they're 199 or something like that. It's not a lot of money for the, for a good radio. I just like the way the MT44 feels like I, I like to have like a drop down wheel effect. I like to have my hands real close together and the MTS has it farther apart. It's like a, it's like, it's like an old uh, spectrum radio where their, their wheels way up here and your fingers are way down here. I don't like that. I like having my hands real close together. Do you recommend a four wheel drive buggy for a beginner? 13.5 four wheel. probably Definitely. Um,
1: and I mean, if you've had like other RC cars and, you know, you kind of know the lay of the land and how to set one up and, or or like how to, you know, put your electronics in and everything, I mean, that wouldn't be a bad beginner class vehicle just because it's four wheel drive and it's a buggy.
0: Well, especially the three cars that are out, the main three cars that are out today. If you, if you categorize the techno, the low C and the associated together, they're super tough too. Yeah, you don't seem broken. I think though. so. I think especially, they're
1: pretty durable. Driving, yeah, driving four wheel drive is not like
0: the way it used to be. Especially where, a techno, like the cars are like made out of glass. Yeah, a techno is know? like a tank. That think you have to do something extremely stupid to break a techno. Yeah, Matt Thunder backed it up with just he was thinking about getting rid of a tool drive buggy because it's difficult to drive and he only goes to track occasionally, so he didn't want he he doesn't get that much practice to master it. I think I think four wheel drives again if any any of the major three cars you'd be good with because they're tough, and if you put a 13.5 in it, they're very manageable to drive, and still being fast and fun. And then you can put yeah. a mod in it eventually and go really fast. Will, you're going to have to answer this one, because I don't remember. Nicholas uh, Pietrzak wants to know the difference between the B61 B62. It's mainly the rear end, right?
1: Yeah, the entire rear end is uh, updated. Um, so, at one time... Uh, with that car, like with the 6.1, the we were putting the rear uh, arms off of the B74 on it, and running uh, those uh, rear hubs, if I remember right. And the new rear hubs that are on the new car, along with the new arms, are just like a more durable and up, updated, and made for that car. Um, it just made the overall like the car, the 6.2 is just smoother. Like and I think it's easier to, to drive than the six point one. That it's it's mainly just the rear end that's that's updated. So like the arms and the, definitely easier to drive than a
0: B B point one. Yeah, the B six point one was so. easy to drive too, but the B 62 is even easier to drive. I mean, I'm running box stock setup in my car basically. Yeah,
1: and like it's it's just the, what I remember. It, it's just like it had. It's a, it's smoother grip. Like it just, the car is just overall smoother. Yeah. Like it's easier to put it where you want it. You can actually run it a little bit freer, like a freer setup and it's still manageable to drive. And then they updated, you know, the rear arms for tuning. Like you can put the 75 millimeter arms on it if you wanted with the 69 millimeter rear drive shafts and, um, do tune it a little, you know, get it locked in or dialed in a little easier. But, um, the stock setup on that car is actually pretty good. Yeah.
0: I never even changed it. I just keep driving it. Peter Renault's on here. He said, uh, did you just say boop at the start of your, of the nitro race? And it, and then he said it looked way too smoky on the nitro video I watched. Okay. So I did say boop, but here's, here's the reason why I, and I know I've, I've had people who run lifetime go, you know, you don't have to do that. And I understand that I don't have to do it, but I want to make sure that the drivers hear the start of the race. That's what I want. So instead of relying on the computer beep, you know, beep to start because it's a nitro race and sometimes they can't hear it as well, I want to make sure that everybody can hear it and the sound system in the Plex is very loud and so what I'll do is I'll have the computer, I'll have my control S ready to go and I go boop and I say it really loud in the mic so that everybody can hear it so that everybody goes and then right after that I'll hit control S to make sure that uh that the race actually starts only one Mm. time in the last four years have i forgotten to actually start the race and i figured Uh, it out uh, about four minutes in and i felt like a super duper idiot but uh but yeah but that's why i do it at the plex i i did it i started doing it when i when i uh when kevin brought me in kevin myers brought me in to run state line i actually did it there too and then i had i think i had um what's his name from trackside be like, you know, you don't have to do that. And I'm like, I know, (laughs) but I, I, it's habit. It's what I do. Yeah. Macklin ESC question mark. Good. I assume it is because Jerry Tebow runs it, but I've never actually ran it personally. I wanted to. And last year I applied for sponsorship, but I never got an email back answering any of my questions. So I just said, well, okay, never mind, And I just kept running my hobby wing stuff. So, but I assume it is because if it, I mean, if Jared Tebow doesn't like it, he ain't gonna run it, you know. Even if they pay him, so he'll he'll find somebody else to pay him. Yeah, I've never used one. Uh, we're almost done. Mini Truggy or the new AE Stadium truck two wheel drive has to be world's different. Yeah, two totally different trucks. Just do with whatever makes you happy. <laughs> yeah, Mini Truggy yep. is pretty freaking awesome. So. Uh, I like yep, it. But, two entirely different classes. But I've been running 13.5 on the on the carpet, and I like that too, so who knows. And then, um, all right, this will be the last one. Christy Helm says you always have to boop. That's true. You always have to boop. Yep. I don't think ProTech makes an ASC yet, Johnny. Pretty sure they don't. Stick with, uh, I, I, I personally use Hobbywing. Will uses Reedy. Macklin's good. Mm-hmm. Orion's good. You know, just whatever you can afford and whatever you have support for is probably the most important thing.
1: Yeah, I think I I mean I have used uh, quite a few speed controls, but I've been on the Reedy stuff for so long. Yeah, Same since here. the new stuff has come out, I haven't used anything different. Yep. But I mean, they always work. Yep. I, I, I always think that I, I think that the tuning options they have are really good, and you know the the programming card is easy to use. The if you buy you can buy the one with the programming card or without the programming card. So. Yep. If you uh, need two, you can get one with and one without. Oh, yeah. But I've always thought they were actually like very adjustable and uh, uh, very smooth.
0: All right. That wraps up a pretty good show. Guys, don't forget about our big-time sponsor here, as always. This is how we're able to come to you weekly ever since uh, January. This show has been sponsored by Pivot Lending Group. You can find them at pivotlendinggroup.com. Give them a call if you're looking for a home loan or refinance. Ask for Don Zoller, or we always think it's funny to ask for Aiden Olson's dad. Yeah. If you get a home loan or a refinance, something along their lines, anything, anything that they offer when it comes to uh, home loans and stuff, five hundred dollar lender credit towards your closing costs or 0.125 off of your rate. We've had some takers, I know that for sure. And uh, I don't know who knows. Maybe one day I'll, we'll, Gretchen and I will look for a house somewhere out in the boonies and we'll, we'll use them up. So, so there you go. We're gonna bail. I kind of like the super chat. It's kind of fun. Something different. And I uh, appreciate you guys yeah. that that chimed in and uh, gave us money. <laughs> how, much money did, how much money did we make? $6. All right. I want my $3. I know. I'm going to have to give it to you on Saturday. So. All right. We're going to go. <laughs> Bye. All right.
1: See you guys.